I mean he's an impersonator. A fake. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following urgent announcement. You, yes you, put down that oversized bottle of Scrumpy and listen here. Do you like being entertained? Do you like television? Well, do we have the show for you. Built for people who love TV, where three rapscallions dissect two television shows, one old and one not so old, for a probable audience of one. It's time for Hardly TV History. Hello and thanks for tuning in to Hardly TV History, the show where three idiots talk about two television shows for a probable audience of one. My name is Shannon and as usual, joined here by both Jake and Christian. Say hello, fellas. Hello, fellas. Hi, fellas. It's such such a bad... Such a yeah, bad such a joke. Great, such a great joke. Such Always a bad, hard. bad joke. And it, it, it feels disrespectful to the two shows that we're about to talk tonight because both of them star good, in fact, I'd say great comedic actors mm. in non-comedic roles. Yeah. Yeah. How's that for a fucking segue, guys? How's that? <laughs> Straight in. Straight in. Bang. That was, that was unscripted, everyone. That's the quality <laughs> that you come and sign up for for Hardly TV History. Two shows starring some, some great comedians. I didn't think, particularly the the first one we we're going to talk to. I didn't think he had it in him. No one did. But, no one. But they've no. certainly they certainly proved everyone wrong because you know one of these shows. Let's just face it. One of these shows is an absolute classic. Is a much loved absolute. You know, it's it's even listed on our streaming platform that we watch on as a classic show. It is, and it's I th- a little bit rich. It's only it's only just finished, but. Mm. You know, as an iconic series. Yeah, only finished eight, 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 you know, seven, eight years ago. That's fine. And 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 its spinoff is still going. Um, yes. We are, of course, talking about Breaking Bad, mm. uh, and and Brian Cranston more specifically about a comedic actor. He was well known as Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, True. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't, you know, watching Malcolm in the Middle, I was like, I was like, that guy, that guy could be Walter White. There's just no way anyone <laughs> thought that. Um, but but he proved us all wrong. He proved everyone wrong. So it, it is a phenomenal show, Breaking Bad. Um, and the other show we're talking about is Ozark, which is uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Jason Bateman vehicle. Um, I uh, have have been an unabashed fan of Jason Bateman. If you listen to the other podcast, there is a bit of a man crush going on with Jason. He, he Bateman. is mentioned once or twice, yeah. maybe once or twice. He's in my favourite show of all time, which we've we've which we've covered here on on this podcast with Arrested Development. And he, he takes a very serious turn in this movie, with, uh, this this show. So it was a it was an interesting one to watch. Let's just get let's dive in. Let's talk Breaking Bad to start with. If for those people who haven't seen Breaking Bad, Jake, what's it all about? If if you haven't if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, something's seriously wrong with you. But Breaking Bad <laughs> is it's about it's about a high school uh, chemistry teacher. He gets diagnosed with uh, terminal lung cancer, and to the to support his his family, he decides to go into the methamphetamine business with his mm. old uh, student, Jesse Pinkman. So basically it's their first encounter with cooking meth in the desert. Is, and really, who, who hasn't thought about in their lowest times cooking meth? Really, who hasn't? <laughs> Hands up. <laughs> so he's a, so it's a, he's, and his brother-in-law is a uh, DEA agent, which makes things interesting. Yep. His son is uh, handicapped. And his wife is pregnant, so it's really all happening for Walter. Yeah, and what's interesting yeah. is in the first in that episode that we, the pilot episode we watch, it's very clear how precarious the financial situation of Walter's family is. He's running it; he's working a second job at a car wash. 
to help make ends meet and his wife is selling, you know, knickknacks and odds and ends on eBay to try and make a bit of extra extra money. Yeah. Do, do we already hate Skylar in this episode? I think I feel like I do. Am, is that, am I coming <laughs> oh, no, in with a bit of... I, I, th- I think you're coming in with a bias. I don't think you're coming with a bias from the, pre, the other next show because yeah. I was already like, I hate you, Skylar. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm just not a, not a fan. <laughs> um, that's, no, that's Walter's wife. She's, she's, she's a bit of a pain. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's clearly having a bad or a rough day or a rough couple of weeks. And she's like, did you spend $14 on this card? You piece of shit, $14. You <laughs> do not use that master card, you human trash pile. Yeah, he, she's very upset about, about that $14. The phone she uses it for $14. It, it also does also, you do, you do get to see it on the phone to like a debt collector or, you know, someone they owe money to and just saying, oh, yeah, I've sent the, I've sent the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they hang up and it's very clear that she's lying. I, I find this, and, and this is obviously not necessarily an Australian issue, but I find this whole, the whole episode just heart-wrenchingly sad in terms of mm. particularly the scene when he's in the ambulance after collapsing and he's like, just drop me on a corner because my <laughs> insurance sucks and I don't, I can't really afford to be sick. <laughs> and, and as Australians watching that, we're just like, this is, that's awful. Like if yeah. you're sick, you get taken to a hospital and people help you. Um, and that's what our taxes pay for. Um, just on, just by the by, too, not related to this episode, but we also send our kids to school and they very rarely get murdered. So there's, there is some differences oh. between Australia and America that, you know, I just want to point out here that doesn't happen in every country. Health, health systems, hospitals help people without charging them lots of money. Um, schools educate children. Like generally that's the difference in Australia and America. Um, but yeah, that's but the it, only is, that's the big it is quite yeah, sad. Sure. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of key differences. That's the, the two I'd like to point out. It, it is quite sad that that's the forethought of your mind. Not shit. I could be seriously ill here, but my insurance won't cover this. Is such a sad uh, indictment on the American healthcare system, um, and the fact that he's working two jobs as an educator to try and get by too seems also incredibly sad. Um, that's that's the tragedy. And there's no there's no brain. exploration. No, he's clearly a very talented teacher uh, because you see the passion and energy in his eyes in one of the first scenes when he's educating the class and talking to them about chemistry and you know what it's all about. There's no, there's no indication that they've been um, uh, uh, lax with money. It, it just seems like they literally can't afford the cost of living. Mm, it doesn't yeah. seem like she's got a spending habit and he's run off. Like there's nothing like that suggested. It's just that the cost of living is too high. That's that's pretty much what I got, gathered from it. Is that there's, yeah, there's nothing else going on other other. Yeah, than just, they're not driving fancy cars. They're not driving. You know, they've got ridiculously nice clothes or anything. I mean, the only thing that might be costing them money is the, is their their son's condition, which mm-hmm. might have put them behind, for a little while. He might have had a downturn that you haven't seen yet, or something along those lines. And that's the only thing that you could possibly link to. Is everything else is fairly modest. Everything from their from their breakfast to their cars. Yeah, um, I mean, mm. he scrapes together what was it, seven grand to buy the RV? Like that's everything they they have. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and 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 their in, their relationship is quite interesting. The fact that he doesn't tell her he's sick is a is a really interesting character point. I think in this first episode, um, that he just doesn't open up straight away and say, "Hey, I, I just got a really horrible diagnosis, and you know, this is bad." His first thought is. I'm now going to cook meth. Like that is a, that leap is just massive. I, I just 
for McCallum, well, like, that uh, he, comes he on saw, quick, right? He saw the the news report about how easy it was to, or how much money was taken from a drug deal. That's right. Um, and considering he said he's only got two years left, kind of thing, he can, if he can make money in two years, then that's going to set up Skylar and do, the kids do you, do you just feel like this is a classic? But do you feel like that's that character beat? doesn't have enough time to be aired like is it because this is a pilot episode that we we rush through that plot point to get to that point because his turn he's the point that he's breaking bad like the the name of the show is that yeah he's got not, not most people that find out they've got a terminal diagnosis then don't turn to well gee I better cook meth so um, so you know does that feel a little bit unearned yeah, look, I I don't necessarily think so because we kind of come into the series at the end of uh, a significant period of time that this experience has been going on for Walter and his family. Yeah, they didn't magically wind up in a, in a struggling place. I think that they've been hard done by for a long time. Um, Walter's obviously been working at the car wash for, for a period of time. They're not really clear on how long, but I, I kind of feel like Walter was already building up the pressure and already getting close to cracking. The show does a really good job of introducing us to Walter's life and you get a bit of a sense of what's been going on and then you kind of get him at, at, at that breaking point, which is when he gets the diagnosis and um, it all kind of comes crashing together. You know, he's, he's seen the money that, that's being made in the meth trade. He's seen He goes along for a ride-along with his DAA brother-in-law and, and goes along, checks out the checks out the uh, the lab and finds out exactly, you know, what kind of technical skill level the people who are cooking meth actually have and finds he... He's vastly surpassing that in his competency. So I think, you know, we're, we're, we're coming in right at the end and, and all the pieces are laid out for us pretty well. But it could also be an excuse for Walter to finally have a reason to crack, like a mm. finally reason to do something about the situation he's in. Now he's basically got, you know, not a lifeline, but he's got no excuses now. He's only got two years left. So, so are you suggesting that he was thinking about cooking meth prior to the diagnosis maybe, maybe like, not maybe not cooking meth but looking for ways to make quick money look i, I don't know i, I just that. feel like it's unearned I've, i i it's truncated into into one episode right like this could be a whole arc you could see the kind of gradual decline we we get we get a, a really shortened version of that he's already deeply into cooking meth by the time the episode ends I it just well, and I and I, I again I love the series, but it does feel like it's a bit shorthand just to get us through the first, get us onto the plot point that's going to drive the rest of the story. I don't know about that. I th- I don't necessarily think that's the case. So they've come into it a bit right at the end of sort of Walter's um, period of you know, tension and stress. They do a decent job of introducing that, and I wouldn't say they're right into making meth. They've done one cook, and Walter knows exactly how it all works. He's a he's a Chemistry teacher, he's very passionate and very good at what he does, and he's he. He, I don't, he does look, I don't, he does kill two people though, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, that's he, two. he does, yes. But look, the reason for that is is you know obvious when you 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 see the show and the, he talks about making phosphine gas, which is something that he talk he, he explains to to Hanks, who's very aware of the the dangers of, of making meth. Um, but I wouldn't say he's he's fully into it. He's done what he describes as a fairly basic. Um, chemistry process, which, and I don't, let me put my hand up here and say, I don't know how to make meth. Um, 
And no. it might not be as simple. Just stick around at the end of the episode. We've got a full <laughs> tutorial for you straight after this episode because um, I'm, I'm all about the meth. Um, but but that's, a, that's in, in 50 minutes from a law-abiding citizen who's never done a single thing wrong, is quite square, hates the fact that he, you know, he picks up a gun and feels immediately uncomfortable with a weapon effectively, mm. um, rolls his eyes at his, you know, brother-in-law who's kind of a rough-and-tumble kind of guy. Yep. From that moment, he gets a cancer diagnosis. He's then at the end of the episode murdered two people willingly and has cooked a whole bunch of meth. That is a that is a big step from from willingly start to finish. seems a lot. Like he, he it was out of necessity. He it was it was desperation kind of thing. But I I think I think they did that because no one wants to watch a slow descent to get to the meth cooking. Yeah. Well, like, Walt's life I, I don't, is pretty I boring. Like a, that doesn't seem like an interest it seems like a boring story. The first 15 minutes is fairly fairly dull on purpose because it's a fairly dull life. He goes to school you know, he takes his, his dis- disabled child to school and then, you know, he has a home-cooked meal with his oh. wife. Like, it's not a very... And he works two jobs. It's not a very exciting story. I, I get it, but it feels to me like it's it's the first part of a movie. Like, it's 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 kind of movie... It's the pace of a movie rather than a TV show. And I think if you want us to invest in the characters, you just I just feel like it was unearned. It was like I didn't quite understand. You get the cancer diagnosis, yep, but he could be doing some shady stuff on the side as a way of kind of, I just it just seemed unearned to me. That was all, and that kind of posed an interesting question to me, which is another another thing which was a similarity with the next show that we're going to talk about in, in Ozark, is that perhaps the character the characters aren't actually as good at the start as we kind of presented with and are kind of encouraged to think. At the end of the day, like you say, um, Walt does kill two people really quite brazenly and quite quite really quickly. quickly. <laughs> and um, you know he and you know to lean into your argument a little bit, he does you know turn to making meth very quickly, but he has all these rules and tries to put like a little bit of a code in there um, as to how he's going to behave and what they're going to do. But at the same time, uh, you know maybe there's actually a bit of sociopathy in there. Uh, that's just been simmering. You also, the it's not just the meth. You also see him aggressively defend his son. Mm-hmm. Which, which is that seems very out of character. That's very out of character for him. <laughs> and I mean, maybe it just needs a bit more of a an inner monologue about you know. Well, I've been, I've got two years left, and I'm not going to, I'm not. And then that's kind of implied is that I got two years left. I'm going to do the best for my family, and the only way I can get a, a substantial amount of cash quickly is to do something illegal, some criminal activity, mm-hmm. and use my skills that I've been honing for years as a chemistry teacher to do that. And I'm also not going to take any crap from idiots anymore. That all happens super fast. Like he's a mild-mannered, hates, you know, he's never held a gun before kind of dude, and all of a sudden he's kicking ass in a clothes shop. Um, Oh, he he does one thing and then then the guy was going to beat the shit out of him, but his friends told him to stop. mm. It's not like he, you know, took control of the situation. He sucker punched a guy from behind. Yeah, he kicked him in the knee and dropped him down and then sort of said, come at me, like, he's kind of got that crazy eyes, kind of like, well, I don't want to take this guy on because he might be certifiably nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but the guy does call him a psycho, which sort of begs my question, or, or, or is a bit more evidence for, for my my theory that well, not really a theory, but you know, maybe that maybe it's actually been a sociopath all along. He's just been suppressing it and keeping it under wraps. It, it, I just it just feels very shortened in terms of that that turn. I, I take the point; it's got to be exciting for for a for a pilot to keep people interested. 
but it is really shortened. And I think that struck me, and I've seen this a couple of times now. It sure it was it it how quickly that turn that character turn happened. Mm. That that would be either in a movie that's halfway through a movie you see that that turn, which is about right where you see it. Yep, you'd see the turn at the end of this episode. So an hour in, you'd be like, "Oh, now he's turned mm. in a movie," and then you get another hour of you know bad Walter madness. Yep, um, or you'd see this midway through a kind of season one where you see that kind of slow gradual decline. I guess the question is, what the hell happens before that? That, yeah, well, what that, what are you going to do? And, and the, his his life's so so very dull that what are you going to do to show that? Like more them picking on the child, you know, Skylar being a bit of a turd, you know. What how are you going to show that? I don't I don't see a, a logical way and out of I, that without turning quickly. And what does the audience get out of it? I mean, it's it'd, it'd be a lot of filler. It'd what? be really slow. I don't, I don't see much. I don't. I, I can't, you probably wouldn't stick around because it'd just be dull. No, no, it's right. I think you know you need to get to it. It just seems like it's it's very short. And t- talking about. The, the supporting characters. Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman is kind of immediately endearing while being a kind of terrible character. You, I really, you really like, you'd like him, but you don't know why you like him. Yeah. yeah I was really surprised like by that. <laughs> like you're just like, damn, I just want to see more of this guy. He's, he's a total nutter, but he's introduced so, so fun. Like he's, it's, it's a fun way to introduce oh, someone. Escaping from the window. Jumping out of a second yeah. floor window. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just a funny way to introduce someone. Yep. Hey, having his clothes thrown to him by a naked woman helps, I think, as well. Yeah, but that does help, definitely. Yeah, that was that was quite a good introduction. Um, and then the the, sh- the look of recognition between him and uh, and Walter is is quite good. And I love the interaction that Walt between Walter and him later on, when Walter approaches him, and says, "Look, you know, we're going to cook meth together. That that's how this is going to go down." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then a great argument about the equipment very loudly in in a residential area <laughs> about what yeah. what equipment you're uh, going to cook meth with. Yep. Unloading their equipment while they do it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just just being overly critical, like a teacher would to a student. Like, a, yeah. he's a disappointed teacher. Did you learn nothing from my classes? He's like, <laughs> he's like no, you flunked me. Like, it's just like <laughs> that so, was pretty. Good. So, I think I think that the show the show shines anytime those two are together. Mm. Like th- their interaction is really is the, is the highlight of the, the whole episode. It is. Um, it is. And it, and it bodes well for the rest of the series because that, that chemistry is obviously firing right up there from, from the first scene where they, they're interacting with each other. And I, I really, really enjoyed that. There's another lovely thing. Lovely use of the word chemistry there too. Yeah, I know, right? I'm trying to work the puns in. Um, yeah. There's another, <laughs> there's another thing I wanted to talk to you about, I, want, I wanted to raise, which was the use of the landscape in the episode. I suppose in the cinematography of it. Um, the landscape to me is actually fascinating because it it's very desolate. It's set in Albuquerque, is it Albuquerque, New Mexico, or somewhere in New yeah, Mexico? New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. And the obviously they're living in um, basically suburbia, but they're surrounded completely by the desert. And uh, when they're cooking meth, they're out in the desert, off on dirt roads, and it's very clear that they're out in the wilderness, and it's a very harsh, desolate landscape. Um, and I found that that really helped set the tone of the episode. And I wondered what you guys thought about that. Uh, it's, it's immediately iconic, you, you know, and this, and, and it's, it's bizarre, but this, this first episode is just full of iconic stuff. Like yeah. him in the tidy whities <laughs> in the RV. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just immediately iconic. Like it's been parodied everywhere, mm-hmm. but it's, it's immediately rec- recognizable. And that's set up from the very first episode. Um, and I don't even think that carries through right through the series. 
you know, but it be- it became this icon, and so did that desolate desert, the really rich red landscape. Um, is 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 a perfect place to cook meth. Like it, it absolutely <laughs> makes sense that you'd have a mobile, well, it, you'd have it, a mobile it, lab. Yeah, you know, this the smell of it. You know, you basically cook out there, the smell goes away, and then you you drive back home. Essentially, yeah, you know, they've got it worked out pretty pretty right. But it, but it comes with baggage from Jesse. But you're right, and the way they shoot the desert too makes it even looks even more sparse and deserted. And yeah, you, know, you said there's a cow house little way down the road, but I, I love that. House. What the, the hell is a cow house? Yeah. <laughs> it's a house where the cows are. It's the cows are. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just I just love how that's, that's just so natural. I, I, it, it's. I, I want to talk about what Walt's plan is here. Like he, for a very smart man, he doesn't have a great plan. Particularly at the end of the episode where he's challenged by Skylar, what are you doing? Where have you yeah. been? And <laughs> yeah. he just doesn't have a good answer other than to initiate sexual intercourse with it. Like he's literally just like that guy you knew. I, I, he's not. I'm not going to be him anymore. I'm going to be some absolute weirdo at the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yep. And rather than be like, stop that. What are you actually doing? He's just like, yep. she's just like, all right, okay. So, and and that's the that's the juxtaposition from a very unenthusiastic hand job. Oh. Um, yeah, there's like <laughs> it's running in the running in the theme, Sean. What's with the yeah um, second time in two but, weeks? But it is, but it is that that flip, right? Like where he's he's. He, it's just such a sad existence almost. Like it's his birthday. She's on the laptop and she's like, out of complete obligation, I'm just going to give you a, a, a cheeky little hand but job. Even, even he's not even, he's not even, he, he just care. couldn't give a stuff. He's just like, like, he's I just don't like, give a stuff. I don't want to go to bed. If this is going to take how long it's going to take, just get it over and done with. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not the greatest existence. And even, even the, the, the sister says, you know, how's your sex life? And she snaps immediately at her. And it's, it's, it's very, cleverly written to introduce all the problems that everyone's having very but without that, actually saying that, it it's 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 also in ozark like it literally is it's like the spiraling kind of family man kind of conversation mm. always is a conversation also about their sex life mm. sex life bad something else is going on like there's always something ha- happening and and it is just a setup of of sort of sad married life like a bit of that like that's what it feels like you think they're playing into a stereotype oh very much so i think i think it's audience shorthand again for he's not happy with his life no um and they do it they do it in a slightly different way with with ozark mm. um but, but they're, they're also they're also setting the very basic stereotype that everyone knows so that it can be broken so ridiculously heavily later on in the series mm. Like, you know, they're setting up the most boring man in America and then to, to see what he possibly could become, is that's what makes the show almost as good as it is because they, they, they've they set the, the bar so low of what this person should be. And then by the end of the episode, he's carrying a gun. He's ready to kind of sh- do a showdown with the police. You know, he, he murdered two people. He murdered two people. He, his descent's already started. And you wouldn't expect that from a family, a, a, a boring family man. No. So that's what I mean. It's just so accelerated in terms of. But you've got to remember the plot point that got them to that gets him to that 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 point of uh, crisis. It's him blundering into a situation he doesn't really understand. He's decided I'm going to go cook meth. I'm going to sign up to. I'm going to sign up with my ex student Jesse, who was a 
a drop kick back in school when I taught him, but I'm going to trust that he can, you know, work the business side of this. And sure enough, Jesse but gets he, some. But he also just got. <laughs> but he just got busted by the DEA. Like, <laughs> what kind of plan is that? Yeah, Jesse's Jesse's bad at this. <laughs> Jesse almost got. If he wasn't banging that chick in the next door neighbor, yep. he would have got busted at the same time. Yep. What kind of plan is that? Yep. And then, obviously, his distribution's not very good. No, but... no. But it's always the. It's always the joke I make too. It's like if I right now me, mm. if I was like, I'm going to just start smoking crystal meth. Like, I I wouldn't have the foggiest <laughs> idea how to go and get that. Like, I, I would I would not know where to start. I'm such a privileged middle class white dude that I would be like, I don't mm. know. Like like if I said to you, Christian, now you have to go and find meth. You've got a day to go and get a bag of meth. What would where would you actually start? I would probably Google how to find meth and probably wind up watching season one of Red <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the cops would be like, did, did, "Did you actually did you actually search for this? This is bad. You're bad at this. You're really and, bad and, at this." And and and, then, and this is what and this is where it's actually amusing because this is what a middle class high school chemistry teacher. What would he do? He'd seek out his worst student, yeah. like. He would well, see the closest he, person to him. He saw it. He figured. Yeah, yeah, he figured out that he he was he was the the real person behind it with his by his license plate because that's not really clever, uh, Jesse. He's having the license criminal, plate. Jesse. You're a bad criminal. Like stop being a big better. Criminal. Such a bad criminal. Really <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Criminal. <laughs> but then Walt jumps in bed with this really bad criminal um, and partners Instantly. with him. Instantly. And then Jesse no, no, lives no due diligence. Jesse lives up to our very poor expectations of him. Um, in terms of his competency, and wanders up to his usual uh, usual people, who happens to be the relation of the guy who just, like the cousin of the dude who just got locked up, and uh, you know didn't even think this, this would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, he may have made bail already, and he may yeah. have already been out, and he's talking yeah. smack um, and cooking for someone else instantly, it, like it, the next day. He's mm. a bad criminal. So Walter just trusts the wrong dude and just has no idea how to do anything. No. Um, just which, which is it's kind of how it would work. Like that feels very, it feels very real. Hmm. Well, it's just a, it's just a yolo, isn't it? Well, he's at that point. Like this is that's what the show's telling us is that this guy just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yep. Like he just doesn't care yep. because because he's got two years to to live. But but if he gets busted in the first week, Ian's going to end up in prison, and then he's no good to anyone. So he could he could in theory just keep working and putting money away and whatever else, but. It just seems like a bad idea. All I, I just, around. I just think that he's at a point now where it's just there's no other option because you know they're, they're already behind. Mm-hmm. They can't make their payments that they can already make. Yeah, he just quit his 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 uh his new second job. He's kind of out of options. He he is, and you've got he to remember just quit. He, he quit spectacularly, right? He he, he he tells him to he flames out gloriously. Well, that's quit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he also he, you've got to remember that this is the American health system as Shannon was very keen to, to point out. And so they're going to have to pay for Walter's treatment or even, you know, the end of his life, which is going to be an expensive thing. So he's, he's actually looking at the financial ruin of his family. Even if he doesn't. Well, you, would, you, you would have had MRIs. You would have had a, a, an ambulance trip. And considering he has very poor insurance, that would have already been probably 10, 13 grand grand. But, just but the that. risk is going to prison pretty quickly and and be done like that's it you you end up running your life out in prison i I mean i'm not saying it's a good plan i'm just saying that's that's his plan i think i think the show can be should be called breaking bad ideas it's just everything's a bad idea all the way through Mm. and so when everything goes pear-shaped for walt he winds up with crazy eight and emilio which was uh jesse's old partner 
And, um, you know, these guys, you see that the way they're living, they're not particularly, like, successful criminals. You really do get the sense we really are dealing with, like, the, the bottom grade, the bottom tier drug dealers and drug types. Um, and you just see how outclassed Walt and Jesse are by both of these guys in terms of um, their ruthlessness. He, he also rocks up with a bag full of money. So he's got a bag full of money. And I think even that small, I say small, but small amount of money to Walt, you know, 30, 40 grand, is still way more than he's possible. You know, he's got seven grand in his bank. That's his, all his life savings. So, you know, if, even, if, even if he can make a quick hundred grand off a couple of batches, that's still in a way better position than he's currently and in And I now. think that's probably what he's thinking. Again, but if I, yeah, yeah. If I came into possession of a hundred grand worth of crystal meth, I don't know what I'm, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Well, that, that's like, why he has Jesse. That, the whole point of him having Jesse is he's already done it. And yeah, quite poorly, but he had, he had a, uh, Enough to kind of get him started, and that and that small amount of money that he saw. I mean, mind you, the the TV avatar or avatar the TV news story showed a lot more money than what Jesse ever had, but yeah. it's it's still it's still way more than he could possibly dream of providing on a teacher's salary. That's very true. And and later on down the episode, you do in the series you do get someone who's very successfully running drug operations. Um, and so you do get that juxtaposition of this is small time nickel and dime mm. criminals yep. that, that Walt's associated with because he doesn't know any better. Yep. Um, yep. And so you, you do see that juxtaposition down the line as you as you move through the series. Yeah, look, but it's very clear that Walt Walt's product is far superior to the, the, the Hicks and the, the deadbeats that are kind of working the meth trade in his well, area at the time. Yeah, even by Jesse's reaction, mm. like his reaction is so. This is the best stuff you've ever, I've ever seen. Yep. Like compared to what I was cooking, this is you know nothing. You know you're the I can't remember what he calls him, but like you know the best of the He's best. He's an artist, you know, Iron Chef. It's level. an artist. artist. It's an artist. artist. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. Jesse's like, describing you know, he, cooking methods and art, and Walter's like, no, it's a it's chemistry. Yeah. You just follow the recipe, mate. Like <laughs> it's a chemical <laughs> reaction. You, yeah. yeah. You're using the wrong baker flask thing to cook. You're, you're putting chili like, powder in there. That whole, that whole <laughs> argument. Yeah, that, that's his. That's his signature sort of pee. Um, yeah. So, um, so one criminal enterprise into another. Um, let's let's talk about Ozark, Christian. For those who haven't seen Ozark, what's yeah, look, I was one of the people who hadn't seen Ozark until I watched it for this show. Me so, too. really, oh, good. So this yeah. was actually a lot of fun. Same here. Same here. Okay, so all three of us hadn't seen Ozark before. All right, excellent. Basically, we're introduced to Marty Bird and his partner, Bruce. Um, they're financial consultants, financial advisors. They run a, a financial planning firm um, in Chicago, uh, and uh, they seem to be doing you know reasonably successfully, and they're looking at moving into a new premise. And then we find out the twist, which is that they're actually so successful because they're laundering money for a Mexican drug cartel, and it emerges that uh, our friend Bruce has been skimming Bruce Wine and his and his girlfriend wind up being murdered by the Mexican drug cartel, and our friend Marty manages to negotiate a deal with the Mexican cartel, the Mexican leader of the Mexican cartel, or or the representative, or whoever it is, their their sort of person who's come to see them, um, manages to exchange his life in return. Him and his family have to up sticks, move down to the Ozarks in Missouri, and set up a brand new money money laundering operation. And we we basically follow them on their adventure, on their relocation, and their uh, initial adventures. I, I freaking love this. Like, yeah. I was really hesitant to watch this show, this episode. For the, the, I don't know for whatever reason. Maybe it was Jason Bateman because I just 
didn't want to see him to make that turn to a, to a kind of shady character. He, A, he, he's really good. Excellent. He's really believable, really good. Mm-hmm. He, he, he leaves behind the kind of straight man Jason Bateman-isms and he's kind of got a bit of a, a snark to him almost. There's a bit of a, he's got a bit of go about him in terms of the character. But I just thought this ep- this episode ratcheted the tension up and every five minutes it didn't let you breathe. It was just kept ratcheting it up. They used like the thriller and the suspense kind of theme to it really effectively. Every every minute you didn't know if, if um, Marty was going to survive. You could see him thinking in the moment, trying to cut deals as fast as he can, trying to come up with any kind of arrangement that will let him be safe. He's also They also really play into it in the first episode, you know, that the cartel is not just going to kill him. They're going to go find his wife. They're going to kill his kids. It's it's all part of how the cartel works. And um, you 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 just see Marty is and Jason Bateman's character. He, he, Jason Bateman plays it really perfectly. A guy who is like very analytical, very focused on business and numbers and probability and statistics, just trying to 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 survive and doing whatever he needs to do in the moment to do that. We also discover that his wife has been having an affair and Marty's been paying a private investigator and there's some really weird stuff going on there There's because the private investigator's got a recording of Marty's wife being um, sleeping with another dude. You, you find that situation resolving very brutally by the cartel making their way to this guy's house because they find out Marty's wife Just is a little bit. fleeing there. And then, uh, and then, you know, we have this great scene where Marty is sort of muttering to himself, sort of big noting, talking himself up about what he's going to go up there and say to this guy because he's turned up, he's turned up at the house and he's he's going to have a crack at his um, a wife for abandoning him and how and how foolish she is, and he's met by the her lover, landing face first, planting into the ground, thrown out of like thirty a thirty story building, uh, and the shock value of that was so perfectly done. I wasn't expecting it, and it was uh, it was it was uh, stunning and shocking for me. And you just see Marty have this reaction. He just turns around, gets back in the car, and drives away. Uh, very disconcerting. Yeah. Great, brilliant. This, this show it's it's also directed by Jason Bateman. This first episode, mm. uh, but you get very David Fincher vibes. Like that's mm. how I felt. The, the look of it, the the um, even the lighting cues, the wash over the camera. It's it's all very David Fincher esque, almost looking, but. You, you are right. You don't. It doesn't stop. Your your expectations. It changes every thirty seconds. What's going to happen in this show? Like you think, oh, yeah, he's a boring guy. You know, he's got a boring job. Blah blah. blah. And then it turns to, oh, by the way, he's a gun in your face. Mm-hmm. You're now handcuffed. You're now zip tied. You're getting people shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, okay, I'm giving you a second chance. And then it's like, well, now we're going to throw your your wife's you know boyfriend out the window. It's just it never stops making you guess what's going to happen next. And I'm really excited by that. I haven't, I can't think of an episode of a TV show we've done that. It's done that so frequently and so well done. No, no. And you just made me think of another scene that's really brutal and really uh, shocking and, and gets you engaged. It's the execution scene where they're, they're, they're taking out um, Bruce and, and um, Marty's other co-conspirators, I suppose. There's a father and son team. And Dell, the Mexican drug lord guy, says, oh, you know, it's, it's a terrible thing for a, for a son to die before a father. And so they shoot the father first and then kill the son. Uh, so, you know, they, that's their idea of mercy and kindness. Yeah, they also, you know, Jason Bateman in that scene has this bravado that isn't isn't apparent through any other scene 
until you get to that point. And he he calls his bluff almost. He does. And, and the fact is, he's right. You find out later that he is he was correct. That was an absolute fishing expedition yep. by that by that drug drug lord, effectively yep. by that Mexican cartel, you know, Guy. enforcer. Yep. He he had no he had no in he had no idea that they were skimming. He 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 ran it up the flagpole and watched their response. Yeah. And, and all done with this beautiful kind of he's just talking about a story about someone taking five dollars from a from a, a cashier from his his father's shop. Yep. Um, and and what would you do? And you just uh, you know what would you do with that person? You know, and all of that is just ra- and and Jason Bateman's character Marty calls him out on that. Mm. He's just like you're full of shit. Mm. This didn't happen. Mm. You, you know, you're fishing and you can't prove anything. Yeah. Um. And I think in that moment he almost saved himself because he's you wouldn't use that bravado if you you didn't think anything was going on. Like he's just like, I'm sitting here telling you there's there's nothing nothing to see here. Yeah, the the risks for us are insane. Yeah, we know and, you would kill us. We like we'd be insane to do anything stupid yeah. like that. There's no way we've done this. Mm. And then his partner cracks, and you see it in that moment because it, mm. uh, and that's fantastically done. But yeah, but you're right. It 100 saves him because he realised that he had nothing to do with it mm. because he wouldn't be that brave and that you know that that brazen if he didn't. If he didn't have nothing to hide, and I wasn't expecting the death, I certainly wasn't expecting his partner to be shot. Really, in yeah. that moment, um, yeah, that—that's probably. I mean, the other characters, you're like, well, we don't know who they are, so they're expendable. <laughs> but we genuinely, yeah. thought, I didn't think the business partner was going to get smoked straight mm-hmm. straight away. And I think that's the same shock value with the the wife's um, concubine, oh, the lawyer 100%. that she's did she sleeping. You're not expecting that because no. you expect that that's that relationship is going to feed into the next. Episodes. Well, you you expect a confrontation between Marty and the boyfriend. You expect that, yeah. Confident. And then him walking in the stairs, going, "Oh, what are you guys doing here?" Kind of thing, like the cartel. What are you doing here? <coughs> and then more more him trying to talk at him his way out of it. This episode is full of mini mysteries. Mm. You know, there's a, there's the mystery about you get a scene where you think Jason Bateman's going to have an affair. <clears throat> you know, he knows that she's having an affair, his wife. Mm. So you, th- you think that he's he's flipped it, and he's gonna he's and she's like and. He, she says the woman she's with says you haven't done this before, um, and so you get this whole scene where you think he's about to have an affair. Turns out he's he's jacking off in a car park, like yeah. he, you know he's imagining that. Yeah. So you've yeah. got this one weird. He it's very sexualized, you know. He's he 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 watching the wife the the, the video of his wife having an affair mm. while he's talking to clients and in full view of his business partner. Yeah. And, and 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 enough where the business partner's like, hey man, what's what's with you watching, you know, homemade porn in the middle of talking? Like it's almost so flippant in the way that Yeah. Also the person who catches him is like, hey man, you can't jerk off in here. Like it's really flippant. Like yeah. is this happening a lot? Are they used to this? the way that the the sex is 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 in this episode is is almost kind of so blasé. It was just it was bizarre. Yeah, but also, also the the private investigator who's telling him the information. It's like, do you have a gun? And he's like, mm. no. What do I need a gun for? He's like, well, here's the address of the guy that's well, banging. He, I think I think he asked that question because he's like, if you've got a gun, I'm probably not going to give you the details. Yeah, I, I get what that. You're but do is so, go and it's shoot him. It's so yeah. deadpan, just matter of fact. Yeah, I don't want to be on the hook for a murder. So, yeah. but I'm happy for you to go and beat the shit out of him if you don't have a gun. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Look. It, it's um. It kind of feeds into the point that I was talking about a bit earlier on, which is both Marty and Walter. They're they're probably got underlying sociopathy. Marty particularly, mm. but, but at least like Marty a, Marty's been in. Yeah, 
a disconnect from life almost, a disconnect from reality. Yes, he, he's living. He's living um, in his own internal his own internal world. Um, but hmm. and he's looking at. He's, it's like he's looking at our world kind of very dispassionately from a third person point of view. Like he's living outside of his own his own body in in a sense. Hmm. But I also love how the the uh, the cartel main dude. I know his Del. name, but Dal. Dal. He's constantly testing everyone. Like he's constantly testing him. Even when he's on the phone to, you know, do you want me to kill your wife for you? Essentially. Like it's just constantly, there's constantly little tests and little, you know, character development or character questioning done by Dell to see what kind of man this guy is going to be. And, you know, even at the end, he's like, well, I don't, be- I think you're full of shit. Yeah. I think that, I don't think this, I think you've made this up on the spot and you're full of shit, but let's see what you're going to do with it. Yeah, I think he's got Marty's number really quick. Like, yeah, like he's, not, he's a very he's clever dude. Not not only is he brutal, he's smart. Yep. Yeah. So you've got a really a, a really good villain really early on. Mm. Something that Breaking Bad doesn't establish is that there is no villain. You know, with, no. with Breaking the, the Bad, D, the DEA is probably the biggest. Like, but that, that doesn't get established at all or, in the first episode. Yeah, this, no this immediately gives you a this gives you an an uncomfortable bedfellow. Early on, he's he's in business with this bloke who knows he's kind of full of shit, mm-hmm. and, and he's brutal, and he's prepared to just nothing will stop him. But is it is it, is it, is it just me though, or is he instantly likable as well? Like this character, Dalek, you, you kind of want to see where he where he's going. Like well, I, I like his like I like his presence. Well, mm. we're we're all acting like you know oh. he uh, Dell's taking some, like he's being magnanimous or whatnot. No, remember the money that Marty's using that he's going to go launder is Marty's own money that he's gone and liquidated everything he owns to give back to to give to Dell because it's basically the money that his partner stole. Um, and it's yeah. basically Marty giving up everything he owns and saying, "I'm going to take every every possession that I have, sell them all. I'm going to take that down to Missouri to the Ozarks. I'm going to launder it all and give you your money back." But 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 there's an inherent confidence in Marty. That we get, which is almost unearned from a from a, 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 a an audience, yep. but there is this kind of bravado where he rings the, the interactions with the bank. Oh, it's just Brilliant. just him just going. I, I know how this system works. There, there's just this confidence to Marty that makes it very endearing to the audience. But there's also a a, 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 a flip side, whereas Dell's supremely confident in his own ability to read people, yep. to read situations, and to be brutal enough to resolve instantly. Yep. Like there's a dispassionate – like both of them are kind of admirable to the audience while being terrible people. Yep. Mm. And and the scene in the bank with um, Marty and the FBI agents and the, and the bank staff is really great because the FBI know – they know who Marty is. Like we have a scene where mm. – the FBI agents are going to the building where Marty and his partner were going to rent and they were, they were putting bugs and everything in there so that they knew who Marty and his business partner were. They knew they was in business with the cartel and they intercept him in the bank and they're trying to ask him, like, well, are you are you in trouble? Are you under threat? Can, you know, do you, and they start offering him things like witness protection and um, turning and turning evidence and all that sort of stuff. And Marty just has no bar of it. He knows he, he's that he just knows yeah. the cartel is far more powerful and harmful towards him than the FBI ever could be. Um, so, and, and the reason the FBI is involved is because it's a bad fiscal decision because you're going to get punished with tax and, <laughs> and other other charges. Yeah. So it's like someone who pulls out $8 million worth of cash is a bad, for a financial planner, that's a bad investment. Mm. Like yeah. no one would do that. 
not that they're concerned about it. It's like, well, it's bad fiscal decision and money talk. So, mm-hmm. like, that's that's funny in the way that, you know, money is a construct that humans have, have created. And yet, you, you know, that's the only tell here. It's not – it's because there's a, there's money involved that something could be going awry. Yeah. Um, but the FBI is quite smart in the way that they try and set it up and say, hey, if you need help, you can, you can talk to us. And he just steamrolls over the bank, like completely yeah. and utterly steamrolls. And they go, hey, we actually don't have the money here. Um, and he's like, and he's really shit. smart. In, in, he's <laughs> like, you're full of shit. You've got it. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm going to go stand out in the front and tell everyone that you've got no money. Like, yeah. you know, it just, it, it's just a phenomenal set of, you know, bravado that we only ever see crack at the very end of the episode. I, I was mm. fascinated by that scene where he, he stops to have a toilet break. Who, who's he apologizing to? That's the question I wanted to ask you guys because I'm sitting there. He's saying out loud, I'm so sorry. Who's he apologizing to in that moment, do you think? I feel like it's his yeah, partner. Yeah, I think so too. That's what I was that's the way I that's, that's the way I interpret it, because it was his partner's idea and he's kind of run with it. So he's part yeah, he gets to do the, the, the deal that his his partner wanted to do. I, I assumed it was it was him. Yeah, I you don't reason, see a huge amount of affection between the two, but Well, you kinda do. Um, well, Marty obviously feels safe around him because he's watching he's watching porn in, in a space that that guy can see. And it, it, he seems fairly well, he seems as close to the, to his partner as he does to to anybody, um, but and I, I really think he does he does care for his his business partner. But um, at the same time, it's his business partner's fault. He had, he was the one skimming. Yeah, Marty he, had yeah. no part of it. He didn't have any any awareness of it or any consciousness. Is is he apologizing to everyone who's died? You know, like you know, everyone seems to have died because of his poor decision. Not, not that it was Marty's poor decision, but. He was involved in it, and you know what? Five people have already died mm. um, because of this yeah, deal. Yeah, I, I almost, I almost took it as the kids. Uh, that, mm. That's what I thought. Maybe it's the kids have been up, uprooted, and he he has that fond moment where he looks back at both the kids who were asleep in the back seat. Mm. That that was the only other thing that struck me was maybe that he is a family man at heart. He has some interesting moments where he talks about I could have had an affair. I got had many affairs, but I chose not to. I, I just worked. <laughs> you know, like he, he's he's. Amping himself up, like I don't think there's any love loss between him and his wife. No. Um, I think it was a marriage of convenience, and so you get this. How dare you? You have an affair. I could have done that, and I chose not to. Not that I'm I'm heartbroken because I love this woman and she's gone and done this. It's just like, well, that's not fair. I could have done it, and I didn't. I could have yeah. done. <laughs> So, so that, yeah. that's interesting, and I mean, p- played beautifully by Laura Linney, who, who's just a national treasure. But you've also got the, the the relationship with the daughter, and that's very strange. She's obviously a, a hard teenager to deal with. Like telling any teenager that you've got to leave the car, like leave the state by Friday, yep. when it's like a Tuesday or something, well, is is very hard to to try and do. But she's she's clearly a, a not, not she's a, a typical bag. teenager that doesn't want to hang around her, her parents. No, like, absolutely. Um, who, who keeps giving her financial advice about, like that conversation is such a financial planner conversation about, <laughs> you know, well, it's not really a disease. It's it's a skin condition and, and you know, what are we what are we donating for? So there's, he's such a tight ass <laughs> yeah. as well. Like it's it's there's this great character moment where he's just such a tight ass. Like, I, gar- I, her- I guarantee you he could spend $14 to buy paper. I guarantee you he'd be allowed yeah, to Yeah, she's that. not looking through his credit cards to see no. that staple. No, no, they're not, um, not interested. Yep. <laughs> but 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 it is – there is a lot of character work in this that's kind of that's, – that's well – it's not through dialogue dump. It's, it's just shown and not heard. And I – watching the two back-to-back, I, I actually think this is the better – 
this is the better pilot. Yes. I, I think this Ooh. ramps up the tension and gives you a heap of character development, but really establishes the world that we're in. Um, yeah, I think that's probably and, yeah, and I just don't think I think that you already know from midway midpoint or less than midpoint that he's shady because he's he's in bed with with the, these Mexican cartels and that reveal is done really well and then that scene just keeps amping tension up. Well, um, the fact that you know the name Dell instantly strikes fear into him, like you know you hear like oh what is it what's so important and yeah. he's like Dell's here and he goes okay yeah, I'm coming. I was like, getting an just... imaginary blowjob and and you've caught me <laughs> in the middle of it and I'm annoyed. Yeah. Um, but it, it's 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 just a fascinating episode that just I needed to find out more. I watched it in, in fits and bursts, and when I wasn't watching it, I was thinking about it. I was like, "Where where do you reckon that's going to go?" Like, yeah. I, I certainly didn't expect the death that we got early on when the, then the cartel um, uh, intervened. I really thought, you know, that maybe that the civilian gets killed and and that's it. I definitely didn't expect them to, to you know murder everyone. And I was really, I really admired Marty being able to think on his feet and and, and basically present a business opportunity to get him out of it. Yeah, but, but um, Dell also showed a little bit of compassion by not just killing him instantly. No. There was a little bit of you know, a little bit like do you like what do you have any like last words or you know? He tries to ring his family and yeah. his, and Dell says and he says I, I need them to know that I I care or that I'm thinking of them or yeah. whatever. And he's like he's like and he I'm says dead. they know and that's yeah. it. Like he's not even prepared to let them make that call. But, but it's but it's just I don't know. It felt like he could have just popped them right away, but he wanted to again test them to see what they're going to say. You know, what are they going to do? And I think he's he's testing everyone in that in that whole yeah. scene. He's testing every single person. But uh, but I think Dove's mo is to try and push situations and push people and see what opportunities kind of fall out. Like you know, he's he came into that whole situation yeah. shaking the tree to see what fell out. And I think he's basically just doing the same to Marty. Like you know, I, he loses nothing by giving Marty this chance, and he knows he can he can kill him whenever he likes. Well, he gets his eight mil- he gets his eight million back that he yeah, but, that he's, but it's been skimmed. So I, I killing like, Marty doesn't get you eight million. So he gets I, him his eight million. Mm-hmm. I feel like eight million is not nothing to his guy. Like eight million is nothing. Like it's just that, whatever. That's why he's willing to take the chance well, because it's the power if, if, play. But no, yeah. Well, yeah, but Marty's promising that later on, like the eight million is just a just a proof of concept. And if it if Marty pulls it off, he's going to be at a channel five hundred million dollars or whatever, and that's that's real money to the cartel. Yeah. So, like, but there's some fascinating stuff where he's like, "I'll buy your car from you, mm-hmm. and I'll rent it back to you at a thousand dollars." Yeah, like, <laughs> the, the, it's all drop in the ocean stuff. But he's prepared to make an argument, and just that whole interaction is fascinating because he calls him. He says, "I don't, I don't believe you." And the worst that can happen is I just murder all your family. Like if if you don't if this doesn't play out, I'll just murder everyone, and I've got, you know I'll take my million back. Yeah. So he he thinks nothing of him, but he kind of rates him. Yep. At yeah. the same time, like you you're expendable to me, but I actually rate you as a yep a, as a as a money launderer. Interestingly, Dell rings him up and and accuses Marty of lying to him. And Marty turns around and says, "Yeah, I lied to you, but you had a gun to my head. So what did you like? You what did you expect?" Yeah. <laughs> And gets away with it. Yeah, you were going to you were going to kill my whole family. Um, who wouldn't lie to protect their wife? Yeah, <laughs> like and and that and this moral this moral dilemma that that is presented to us is that Marty is it's almost presented Marty is rightfully annoyed that his wife was having an affair, mm-hmm. but Marty's interaction in a, in a criminal enterprise that she had no idea about has put their entire family at risk of murder mm-hmm. of, of death. Yes. In fact, it, it immediately it's it's the resultant 
that's why her lover is killed mm-hmm. and his business partner and her because they were involved in criminal enterprise that they well, otherwise not, wouldn't have known. But but she he says you're welcome to her for not killing, not having her murdered. But I, so I think, he he doesn't take any ownership at all over the. No, I don't. I don't think the the boyfriend wouldn't have died if she didn't try and take the twenty seven thousand dollars out of the bank account. Yep, because she tried to. If, run. If, she, yeah, sure. if she didn't try and run, she doesn't understand the element that she's involved in. Like she doesn't understand any of that. Well, that's you know, her advice is. She's not involved in that crap. But no, she, no, no, he, she's not. She's not initially. But he tells her black and white. They just killed what's his face Bruce. and. Yeah. The, the people and Bruce, she, they, they just killed Bruce. We need to go now, mm-hmm. and then she tries to run with her boyfriend. Yeah, and I and I think that's a that's a, a spurn. She, he he takes no ownership over any of that. No, like he 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 gets her murdered, and then he he actually says in a scene, "You're welcome." You're welcome that I didn't have you murdered at the same time. Well, that's because Dell and the cartel like, offer him the choice. You know, what are we going to do here, Marty? I know yeah. that. I know that. But she's in that environment. She's in all of this because of Marty. He he doesn't say, I'm sorry for putting you into this situation. He uh, says, uh, you're uh, welcome. He, he's seeing it as, I just saved your life from your cheating boyfriend. It's, 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 like, it's like tit for tat. Like, but it, but it's also like, who's, who comes wrong. out? He comes out with the upper hand here. Yeah, he does. And I does. like I just find that fascinating that is from a moral pendulum, <laughs> she's in the wrong here for having an affair, not the other way around. Isn't that a fascinating look at, of the relationship power dynamic imbalance and dynamic. Yeah, yeah, look, it it is, but I think that's also part of the, I think that's just part of Marty's psychology. Like the dude's, the dude is a sociopath. That's how I see it. Yeah. It's fascinating. I I just, I don't think you you don't see a a, a character swing like you do in Breaking Bad. I think he's always been this way. And he is incredibly calm Mm. under, under this kind of pressure. Like he's Mm. very matter of fact about we need to go there's no point ringing the cops because the cops will, you know, this is this is where you're at. So this is our choice. We're going to do it. I'm just going to liquidate my assets, and we're going to get this done, and then we're going to start, and we're going to we're going to. We have to do this, or we're going to die. And, and yeah. that's, yeah, and that's it. That's where we're at. So I'm, if I'm going to if I'm going to save the family, this is where we're at. And this added complication, he still goes down the path of dealing with. He's still spurned from that. Like even though we're in the middle of all this, I, I, if if I'm if I'm wrong, but. The scene where he meets the the detective or his his private detective is after the scene where his business partner's killed. Is that right? Am I am I yeah. getting that right in terms yeah, of right. time? Yep. So yep. he's still he's just seen his business partner murdered. He's got a, he's got, but I'm still going to meet the detective and I'm still going to talk about stuff. Like I still want to know about yep. the affair. You know, like he's he's still the spurned lover as well as being shit. We've got 24 hours to get. Money Bird sorted. is all businessman. He's uh, he's just yeah. He doesn't doesn't fuck around. Yeah. He's still he's still going to drive and confront her mm-hmm. and him with all this backdrop. Yeah, and he's and he's muttering to himself the whole way to, in the car, like what the conversation's going to be like. He's already forecasting it and, and planning mm. through planning it through, and and he's planning through right up he, until the point where uh, the uh, he he snaps out of it pretty yeah, quick. Once the guy hits the pavement and he he realizes. <laughs> well, what's a, going. A, a guy falling on the pavement would snap you out of things pretty. Yeah, quickly. he snaps it out of that. That I, I just think that's a brilliant. Scene. I just, I think that lead up. It's, it's completely unexpected. It's Game of Thrones Correct. level unexpected de- character yep. death. Like it's, mm. it's really good. You think that you, you're actually jazzed for the confrontation. Like you want, you want the confrontation. I, I was like, oh, I want to see this happen. I want to see. I almost court. think though. I almost think it would have been better not to have seen the cartel in the in the upstairs. Yep. 
Like if she if she just walked in and said, "Oh, what are you? Uh, I'm here. I'm back," and then it cuts to Jason Bateman walking up to the thing, and then you and see then the body drop, fell, and then there's the phone that call. Would have been yeah. better. Um, yeah. But other than that, like that, that's that's really nitpicking yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like th- th- this this is a brilliant pilot, yeah. and I and brilliant acting. I reckon it's just it fantastic. is. I, I think the scene worked better with the cartel there because it really hammered home the fact that you can't hide. There's nothing you can hide from the cartel. They know everything about. I, I think. I think. I think you still. I think you still expose them as as being there. But I think yeah, you see after, the like death first, and oh, then the cartel. Then the cartel. Then then the then the phone call. I think. I think if the if the cartel was yeah, they, show, they showed the, yep. the death. Him jumping back in the car. Then the phone call with him sitting across, like the reveal of him sitting across yeah, sure. his wife. Okay. I think that's a little bit better. But again, he, that's that's nitpicking. You know, he's he's such a in a such a precarious position. Like he 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 has. That, where's that tension going to come from? Is just that the ever presence of the cartel screwing him down. Um, yeah. I haven't watched any more than the first episode, but I think I, I will go. I want to see where it ends. Oh, up. And you, we're now what season three, season four, season three. Yeah. No, season four. So, is so I think that there is a couple of seasons to go. Up. Oh yeah. Okay. So so there's so there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. Well, yeah, um, it's five. There's five seasons of Breaking Bad. So. Um, I, I and I do really want to keep going. I, I do want to keep going with Ozark. Um, I, that's my vote, and, and I mean I'm sort of putting it against an iconic series, mm-hmm. but I think it does a better job like, of of setting the pilot up. Yeah, uh, Breaking Bad, according to IMDb ranking, IMDb ranking is the best TV show ever. Mm. Uh, it's oh. it, it's the it's this the best TV show other than a documentary, um, according to the the whole lot and. I'm going to go with you, Shan. I think I think Ozark is a is a great pilot. I I just I wa- I just wonder if there was because we've seen Breaking Bad before, and we're now seeing this for the first time that it's blown us away by how good it is. I'm not sure if that's fair to Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad is still very very good. Um, yeah, the, the Brian Cranston's acting is is sensational. The direction's really good. Everything's great about Breaking Bad, but I do agree. I think Ozark's a better pilot. Yeah, look, I, I agree. Breaking Bad is a classic. Is a classic, but I see Ozark as a more refined iteration of the same kind of thing that Breaking Bad has done. I think it's it's accomplished the same thing in break, as Breaking Bad, but it's taken it to the next level. It's executed it that that much better, um, probably just due to the fact that it's got an incredibly talented cast. It's obviously really well written and really well um, uh, scripted out and 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 shot. But I think they've had the benefit of um, you know a, a more than a decade. Since the beginning, since since Breaking Bad premiered, and I think they've really taken advantage of all of the advances in in cinematography and um, uh, writing and whatnot since then. So, I've gone ahead and I'm actually up to season three of Ozark now. I've just charged through and I can't I can't stop watching it. It's it's addictive as. Um, I yeah, I look forward to you guys watching the rest, and we'll have a bit of a, a breakdown about it uh, and discuss it some yeah, bit later on. Uh, I just think that the. The the star performances of both of these guys that were otherwise known as comedic actors is phenomenal. And if you haven't seen either of them, I would check it out just to to to, to put to bed what what you think of those two actors because they are they have a much a much diff, more different version of themselves than than those two comedic actors. Mm-hmm. But um, I, will, I will pose a question before we sign off though. Like, and uh, maybe if you haven't watched it, you should probably have a break from listening. But Walter White is one of the greatest characters in television, and I, I don't think anyone will dispute that. Mm, his whole right. arc is Jason Bateman's character going to be the same as Walter White, or is the show better overall? Because really, Walter White's one of the greatest one of the greatest characters. But is Jason Bateman's character going to live up to that? 
or was it too early to tell? I I, th- I think that I think that Breaking Bad did something very different, and and it kind of it kind of allowed a show like Ozark to to be successful. So I think I think from an iconic standpoint, there's nothing in Ozark that stood out as icon like as 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 iconic as say the Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad's got better moments in terms of being iconic, in even in the in the pilot than Ozark did. I think Ozark's just a really good solid show, um, mm. but I just don't think it's going to be iconic like Breaking Bad is. And clearly, uh, Breaking Bad's got iconic characters that can spin off. I don't think Ozark's going to have that. But, they, no, but they're different. Breaking Bad's more iconic, and I think it's going to docu- it's going to hold its place in television history. Television history better than Ozark. But Ozark's a bloody good show. Yeah. It, it blew me away from its first, and I mean, I didn't even know it was directed by Jason Bateman, and he did a phenomenal job there too. So, um, if you haven't watched it, I, I would absolutely recommend it. Um, I would I would say it, it just just for everyone's uh, knowledge, uh, all of Breaking Bad is available on Stan, as is its spinoff, uh, Better Call Saul. Um, and Ozark is a Netflix exclusive, can be seen on Netflix. So pretty easily found to these two shows. Uh, anything else, boys? Final thoughts? No, nothing for me. Watch no, both shows. We've talked for over an hour about how good we are. Yeah, watch them both. Of course, this episode brought to you by Walter's Tidy Whities. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to wear Tidy Whities, make sure they're Walter's. All right, you ready to call the outro? Yep, talent's here. Let's go. All right, you want to warm up or anything first? No, I'm no. good. <clears throat> okay, hit me. Now, remember. No cliches, funny, light. It's a podcast. Go. In a world. Always do this. It's the first one. But that's, that's It's what, the most but, obvious but one. But that's what good trends. No. No. Just no. On the edge of space. Shand. Bedroom. House. Podcast. Us. Go. Jurassic Park meets Twilight. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. We're a podcast. But We're not a movie. Dun, dun, dun. We podcast. Us. Talking about movies. Is it just, just no, no? Just go. Is it because the no, you know, the T Rex no. has little arms and couldn't stab him in the chest with a stake? Go. A rooster and a cat are friends. I know you're a cock, but this. That's come on, movies podcast. It's us talking about them. Go. Two idiots have a podcast. They talk about movies and nonsense. If you'd like to join in that conversation, you can hit them up on masspodcasters at gmail.com or talk to them. On Facebook. That's that so hard? Yeah, my voice hurts a little. I've got a tickle, and I actually think Jurassic Park and Twilight as a crossover would work. <sighs> Shut up.